Hello, everyone. This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, this episode is going to be about blood pressure and cholesterol. All of us need to be watching that, and it can sneak up on you when you least suspect it. Um, about three months ago, I went to my doctor for uh, a yearly checkup, and I'd kind of known my blood pressure was going up a little bit, and it's in my family genetics. And I just figured, you know, I had just started a new running program on top of all my uh, weightlifting and figured that'd probably clean it out by the next year's checkup. And uh, my cholesterol was higher than what they'd like to see, but still well within the uh, safety range. Um, and the one thing to note is, you know, when you're on uh, a keto diet, if a lot of you have been listening to my podcast, I'm a huge proponent of the keto diet. Um, even though my HDL or LDL, the bad cholesterol, has been kind of escalating up, is you know you pretty much know going into a keto diet that it will do that. That you expect your HDL, your good cholesterol, to climb with it and match it. And according to all the research on the keto diet, you know a high LDL is okay as long as your HDL is right there with it. Um, <clears throat> and that is being the case of my next checkup. But what I didn't know is that it would climb as high as it did within a one year's time period. So I was basically at the cusp, maybe a couple points over what their safety range was for my LDL. But my HDL was up there as well. But still, my doctor asked, uh, you know, let's let's try to climb that down regardless. You know, whether or not that's the right thing in the keto world or not, it's still kind of high. And I agreed with that. So I went with that. Not to mention my uh, blood pressure. Now that's something you do have to take control of. It always been around 135 or 135 over 80, 135 over 90, sometimes climbing up to 140, 45. <clears throat> but I had uh, consistently been hitting like 160, 165, 155 over 100. That's not good. And that is reversible um, <clears throat> with medication and hopefully natural products. So I basically gave myself three months and uh, to clean up both of those and uh, just wanted to do a lot of podcasts of how my results turned out. So one of the things, we'll start with blood pressure. One of the things for blood pressure out there, um, a couple different herbal supplements. I wanted to go natural first before I ever had to take medication. So herbal supplements, you can Google it yourself, but I've just known from a lot of clients and just stuff I've looked on myself and stuff I'm willing to take and is cheap, uh, beet powder, beet juice, beet powder, beet crystals, um, having a great effect on, on blood pressure. And I wanted to at least start with that because I didn't want to spend all this money on all this other, you know, pills and stuff that cost $60 and higher. Um, and I'd still rather go on that than go on, you know, blood pressure meds. So surprisingly, uh, within two weeks, I saw a drastic drop in my blood pressure, you know, it's, you know, going down to about 140 over 90, somewhere around there, sometimes 145 over 90, but big drop within just two weeks and, uh, still checking it every, every, pretty much every day. Then, you know, once every three days or so, and now I'm at my three month mark and I've been hitting, Pretty much every time, anywhere from 125 to 132 over 80 to 85, which is just awesome. So going to my doctor, showing them that stats, and even at the doctor's office, they always tell you you're going to be at your highest. And I probably was. I was like 133 over, 
I think it was 133 over 87 at the doctor's office, which is not what anything I record at home. Usually that's really high. So they were very pleased with that. So um, I would check out Sprouts is a good spot or just Amazon. Um, just find the, you know, reputable company. I'll put, I'll put something in the, in the notes on this podcast, but, uh, reputable company, bee powder, bee crystals. If you like, I like powder cause I can just mix it in with my protein shake. I really don't care about taste too much. So anything I do try, it all ends up getting dumped into the, the one protein shake after a workout. So I get everything in one hit. Um, and then moving on to cholesterol, there's really no way to check that unless you get your your blood results again, which I just had. So that one, I couldn't really tell the progress until the three-month mark. And I went, and that did drop a, a, a good amount, um, not to where I was, you know, three years ago, but I probably went, I did better than I scored the last year. Um, so that, I mean, at least I'm moving the needle backwards. So I'll probably wait till another another year at this point to check, but I'm hoping that that, uh, goes down. So what I did for cholesterol, I really didn't do anything to my workout routine or running routine. Cause that's been the same for a really long time now. Um, all I really did was, uh, you know, I, I love my red meat. I love, I mean, my body craves iron, you know, or at least I tell myself that, but, and I'm a huge, uh, barbecue fan. You've got a huge five gallon smoker on my deck and another charcoal Weber grill. And I just love barbecue. So, I basically, for the three months, cut out all red meat. So I stuck to, you know, fish, turkey, chicken. Maybe the fattest thing I have is maybe chicken thighs because to me they're a little bit more tasty than chicken breast. Um, But the other saving grace is uh, I get uh, ground chicken. So even, you know, you get a healthy chicken breast and you can grind it up a little bit and it's a lot softer and you could, you know, cook with a little bit of oil or cheese, whatever you need to do to soften it up a little bit. It's been great. And I do use my air fryer a lot. So I make uh, little meatballs in the air fryer. Those are amazing. So um, just just pulling that cholesterol down and knowing that, you know, I'm w- within a range that's acceptable, at least for my doctor. You know, it's the same thing. My HDL matches perfectly with what the LDL is supposed to be, but at least both numbers are down regardless. So... <laughs> Happy to introduce red meat back into the diet, but you know, knowing what I know now and what my body's experiencing, I'm pretty much just gonna maybe have one red meat throughout the week, and then maybe if I want to barbecue something really nice, I'll pick one of the weekend days to do it. But it's not; it's gonna be one meal. It's not gonna be make this huge batch where I have like four meals of red meat afterwards, because that's pretty much what I was doing before. You know, when I was cooking before, I like you know, if you're gonna cook something, meal prep. So you have a few other meals to have. So that would kind of screw me four meals deep into red meat before I switch to something else. So now it's no, only that one meal and then that one really nice meal on the weekend where I can hopefully barbecue up, you know, a tri-tip or steak or something like that. So good results uh, in three months, but this just kind of brings light to the fact that do your checkups, do your blood work, especially being over 40 uh, even those, you know, this is probably the most I've ever worked out and ran and dieted in my life that to see these numbers still creep up. It's basically what every doctor in the world and every person over 40s in the world has told all of all the people who are in their 20s and 30s that this is going to happen to you. So just being aware and doing your checkups, super important. And there are quick fixes for most people. 
and then there are the the hard cases where someone's going to have to still probably go on medication, but that's for the doctors to decide. But that's all I wanted this podcast to be about. Thanks for listening in and check us out next time. Bye.